So we're actually uh, approaching an hour. This is going to be the longest podcast yet. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's a good. It's going to be a good podcast. Although I do think I'm going to get slammed a bit for my comments there about the church, but. Yeah, well, the way I see it, I believe in free speech, and whether that hurts somebody's feelings, whack, friggin' whack, because if you start to control what people say, then you're never going to get the truth. Yeah. I mean, imagine applying that principle to court. <laughs> you know, okay, Mr. Smith, can you tell us uh, what you saw that night when the murder happened? Well, I'd like to, but I might hurt somebody's feelings, and then I'll be called racist, so I can't tell you what happened. Yeah. The judge would throw that BSO in two friggin' seconds, right? He would, he would. Uh, well, uh, society too. Unless he was an Edmonton judge, they tend to lean very liberal. Well, what do you expect? We have liberal judges because they went to a liberal law school, mm-hmm. brainwashed them in liberal ideas, and now you see the, the fallout of that, right? <laughs> you know, I I believe in I support vigilante justice because I don't think that you're ever going to get justice in our legal system because yeah. you see too many people. Something happens, and then the lawyers in there plea bargaining a deal. It's like a business, you know. It, it's not about justice. Yeah. But there was justice in the world, and let's say some little six-year-old boy was raped and murdered, and the police caught the guy that did it, and he's guilty of sin. Putting him in a jail cell, you know, giving him you know ten or fifteen years, uh, you know, three hots and a cot. I don't see that as punishment. No, it's not. No. But you know what? At that point, for a crime that that serious, and you, and you definitely got the right guy. Death penalty. Well, I'm sorry, man. You forfeit your life if you're gonna if you're gonna you know rape or murder a child. That's it, and you should be in, you should be hanging from a lamppost downtown, mm-hmm. and it should be on the six o'clock news to send a message that oh, if yeah. you're gonna do that kind of stuff, it's gonna end bad for you. That's why I say bring back the gallows. So and it doesn't matter what your religion or your faith is. I don't care if your holy book says you can rape kids. Not in my country. I know, but you have to remember that the reason why they got rid of it in the first place was the incompetence of the police and the courts. Yeah. They kept getting the wrong guy, and they executed the wrong guy. And that's why in 1984, 1985, somewhere around there, when they uh, when they uh, I wouldn't say perfected, but when well, I'll just use that for a better word. When they perfected DNA uh, testing, they went into a lot of prisons. And they found that like at least a third were innocent. You know. Yeah. So my point is, is that you make damn sure you got the right. That's a lax legal system. That I saw a documentary of American criminals. They said that, hey man, the best place to commit crimes is Canada. You know. Their, their, their courts are a joke, their sentences are a joke, and then when you go to some of these so-called prisons, they're a joke. Like in D.C., I heard they put some criminals in communal cottages, right? They'll have like three or four guys living in a little cottage, and uh, one guy does the cooking and this and that. And uh, the, the prisons, too, that I think are in Sweden, they're a joke. And I'm like, well, if we don't have serious... Uh, penalties for serious crimes, yeah. then you're going to keep having serious crimes because no one's going to fear the penalties, you know? It's true. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you have the gallows, people are afraid to break the law. You know? Yeah. Because that, that's absolutely. a very clear sign. Like, Yeah. And, and, it, and I think it needs to be, you need to have these tough sentences. That's It's real simple. If you steal my, my car, yeah, that sucks. I don't like it. But you murder my child? Oh, yeah. Cross the line. Right? And they should have let you kill your child's murderer if you wanted to. 
Well, that's, that's what I was saying before is that, you know, I, I think that the, 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 the father or well, the, one of the parents should, should have, should do that. Yeah. And I don't see that as revenge. You know, I, I, the way I see it is you forfeit your life if you uh, rape and murder a child or you're a terrorist. Yeah. Or a traitor to the country. You know, if, 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 if that's the way that it's going to be, well, then you're done. And if, if, if you're, if you're, uh, the wiring in your head is not up to code and you think that having sex with kids is, is uh, the way to go, you can't treat people like that. So you're fooling yourself. You put him in jail for 10 years. He's still the same way when he gets out. So you're just going to have another victim in 10 years. Well, yeah. So, How many times do they, they, I think the death penalty should be brought back for that. Yeah. But, um, but our courts are, are just are, are disgraceful. You know, uh, in Canada, you'll see farmers who have been victims of, of criminals in one way or another, mm-hmm. and they use a gun to defend themselves or their family. And the next thing you know, they're in court and the judge wants to throw the world at them. Yeah. However, the courts usually let that farmer go because they know if they, if they crucify that farmer, the public's going to be outraged. Because they're going to say, this is crap. The farmer was just defending his property or his family, and now you're going to put him in jail for five years? You're saying that the Canadian people don't have a right to defend themselves, and they'll be outraged, and then people will start scrutinizing that law going, how the hell did it come to this, and how did we get to this point? What I want to know, hold on, what I want to know is whenever you see a crime, and then the judge gives a very light sentence for the severity of the crime, or, or just lets the person off, why don't we have the ability to hold that judge accountable? Well, that's why I said um, if he if he has three three cases where he's convicted the wrong man or there's a really gross you know injustice, mm. he should be fired. I think he should go to jail. He's gonna really he's gonna really think about things before he lays down a sentence. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, the thing is too, like if you've ruined lives through your sitting on the judge. Yeah, that's a, that's a very important position, and if you've squandered your responsibility yep. for either political motivation or greed, let's say someone greased your pockets, or you just don't like the plaintiff, there is a lot of political interference. Because, good example, political at, interference should be an automatic jail sentence. Look at the case of that guy who was a terrorist in Edmonton who ran over the Edmonton cop. Yeah, right? yeah, but he was one of Trudeau's special people. Exactly right now. Yeah. He, the witnesses said they heard him say, Allah Akbar, he had a flag of ISIS. ISIS his flag, yeah. So, and obviously, the guy is a terrorist. He ran over a bunch of people, including a police officer. Yeah. Now, I think, my personal opinion, that cop should have shot that guy like 50 times. But whatever. Anyways, it didn't happen. And the guy gets arrested. And the, the police were looking at charging him with terrorism. Now... I wasn't there, but I'll tell you what it looks like to me. It looks like to me that Trudeau secretly flown down in the middle of the night, told the Edmonton police, do not charge this guy with terrorism. Yeah. Make up something. Say he's nuts. Well, guess what? He, he spent two weeks at, uh, getting evaluated by a psychiatrist, and he said, no, the guy is not nuts. And then after that, the media buried the story, and you didn't hear nothing about it. I know. I know. And it's just, this is what, it, we're becoming the UK. What's next? We're going to just start calling them Asians, An Asian did a crime? If I was actually Asian, like Chinese, Japanese, Korean, I'd be pissed. You should be. And it's funny you mentioned that, because 
that was actually brought up. The rebel media went to um, uh, a group of Chinese people. I can't remember if they're having a I did see that video. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, and asked them, what do you think of this? And of course, they were outraged. And I, I told them they should be. I don't blame them. Yeah. But you they know. do that because they're trying to distract you away from the fact that the guy was a Middle Eastern, right? Yeah, Muslim. We'll just say Muslim. Well, whatever. You yeah. Know? Like, we, we know what it is. And that's we know. why we'll never say what his race is or what his name is because we'll know, we'll already go, gee, what a shock. We know who it is, right? <laughs> oh, look, uh, uh, another one went crazy. Wow. Uh, Shocker! You know, oh, he's uh, he's he, he's got mental problems. Yeah, it's called Islam. <laughs> well, whatever. The point is, is that you know he should have been charged with terrorism, but he wasn't. Why wasn't he? Because he was ordered to by the PM. That's why. Yeah. And that's not the only case. There's lots of cases. Well, what about that. the Groper in the uh, West Edmonton Mall water park? Yeah. He got off. Oh, I know. And, and look at the Tom, and well, there's a groper who groped Tommy Robinson's eight year old daughter's bum. Admitted it. Tommy restrained him. The guy got a bloody nose. Tommy got charged with aggravated assault. I know, but the, the, the UK government uh, is going after Tommy Robinson with everything they got because yeah. they're scared because he's right and they're wrong. That's right. I got a thirty day Facebook ban for sharing a video of Tommy getting a freedom of speech and journalism award in Denmark. I got a 30-day ban just for sharing that video. Yeah. Well, again, what are you going to do? Like, like, put yourself in that position of the police. They're under orders from the government. The government is, is they got their, they're handcuffed to the politically correct uh, rule book, right? So they know that all of these grooming gangs, they're all Muslim. Yeah. They're all Middle Eastern guys, all of them. I've seen the pictures, right? Mm. But they're not going to admit that because they're worried that the public's going to say, well, we don't want these guys in our society. And they're worried about some kind of racial BS, BS fallout. Well, you know what? You can, you can solve the problem tomorrow by just simply deporting these guys. There is a very, one of the sickest things I've ever heard out of the UK that Muslims have done as far as child rape. Uh, there was these guys that owned a donair shop or a kebab shop, whatever. They, they kidnapped this girl, 14 years old. I forget her name, but Tommy Robinson talked about this. Uh, they raped her, killed her, then cut her up put her in their food and served her to people. And what do you think happened to them? Oh, probably nothing. Nothing. Their shop is still open. Gee, what a shock, eh? Now, I'm not saying this should happen, but if the father of that girl went down there and, uh, you know, had a 45 and settled a score, oh, but I don't the, think I'd be yeah. shedding a tear over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Brits aren't allowed guns. Yeah, and that, how's that been working out, eh? Because now they're getting stabbed left, right, and center or yeah. victims of acid attacks. Right. Yeah, how's that multiculturalism bullshit working out, huh? <laughs> multiculturalism is a failed experiment, man. No, you're kidding me. I'm sorry, is that racist? <laughs> Everybody's racist. <laughs> it's cold out, it's racist. Oh, my God. The, the, this cold weather is racist against the warm weather. That's right. Unbelievable. Yeah. And if you dress up and you cooperate with the cold weather, you're a racist. Go yeah. out in your go out in shirts and a short and flip flops. Prove you're not racist. I was gonna have some white toast. Does that make me a white supremacist, even though I'm native? Well, I I think it's okay if you spread that brown cinnamon on it. <laughs> you know, because then that's 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 uh, inclusive and yeah. You know. I hate those. I hate <laughs> I hear stupid words like inclusive, diversity, 
<laughs> a diversity hire. Oh, so someone who wasn't good enough to get the job on their own merits? Gotcha. Well, you just explained the entire liberal caucus. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, seriously, I why just, do you think the guy constantly has oh. cabinet over left, right, and center? Because oh. he gave somebody a job simply because they had a vagina, and then they realize that they're not qualified for the job, so they're constantly changing people. Like right? Rashida Tlaib? All of them. Yeah, Ilhan Omar. That's not the only liberal, and, and this is going to sound weird coming from me. The only liberal that has a brain is Andrew Leslie. But if General Andrew Leslie was half as smart as I think he is, he wouldn't be a liberal. But he's the only guy there that I would see as a, as a, as somebody serious. You know, I don't even take Mark Garneau all that that seriously, and he's supposed to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the liberals, they're they're in, incompetent, and I'm putting that as lightly as I can, and that's why you don't see uh, uh, Andrew, um, Andrew, uh, what's her name, uh, Kath, Catherine McKenna, as the um, minister of propaganda, or sorry, climate change. Um, you know, <laughs> these people are constantly being rotated because they figured out that they're not, um, they shouldn't have had the job to begin with. Right. No, you the know? climate change is bogus. I mean, look outside, the, the climate changes every day. You know, we're still here. I don't know. Well, global warming is caused by the sun, right? Like, it gets nice and warm in the summer. And I know. And then, and then not only that, it's making our water evaporate, son of a bitch. But you have to, you have to remember that. <laughs> How did this come, come about? It's real simple. The liberals talked about doubling the GST. They knew that that wasn't going to fly. But they still needed a pile of money to pay for all these illegals and all the money that they gave yeah. away to Muslim countries and everything Carbon else. tax. So they had to come up with some kind of tax. You just tax the air, liberals. Yes, and they, they, they're like, oh, okay, we'll have this imaginary booty man. Yeah. And we'll get everybody to pay, you know, you know, 10%. And, of course, it just went up a couple of days ago. Um, and the sheep would blindly believe it and support it, and they yeah, have. They have. Well, you know what? I used to make fun of the Australians years ago uh, with their accent and stuff. But you know what? The Aussies are a lot smarter than Canadians. They put up with that crap for about two years. They, they, they ditched the carbon tax. Yeah. And if you watch Sky News Australia, they shred the left on a daily basis. They make fun of Greta Thunberg and all this other crap. How dare you? Because they're smart. They, they see that. And so now I don't make fun of the Aussies anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, they might sound funny, but they're good people and they're smart. Yeah. And uh, how can they figure this out? But we haven't. You know what I mean? Uh, because we have a lot of stupid people. Well, and there you go. You know, it's people need to question the government. They need to question oh, what's going yeah, on. Not absolutely. just blindly believe whatever uh, blackface tells them, you know. Oh, that's the thing, too. When I go back to work, uh, a lot of those young guys who admitted in October they were going to be voting for Trudeau, they're yeah. going to, if they even dare say Trump is racist, I'm going to say, I don't remember him ever wearing blackface. Oh, that is true. So it's kind of a landmark thing. You know, he's a, he is our Obama. You know, and it was funny because he was so red faced when he got caught with blackface. <laughs> now he's Native American. He did have a headdress on, didn't he? He did have the the whole outfit. Wow. Yeah, and, and, you know, and the other thing about him is, oh my God, he goes around bragging about Quebec, and he he calls himself a Quebecer. Trudeau was born in Ottawa. Well, the thing is, right, without he's us, not even, he's not even a Quebecer. What happened this year when things got really cold? Did they want more oil and gas? 
Where did that come from? From the West, who you fucking rape their wallets every year. You know, yeah. now you need our oil and gas. Why don't you use some of the 13 billion fucking dollars and buy some gas? Oh, no, the our, uh, one of our gas companies donated it. Well, wasn't that precious? Well, if my party got in, I would ban the importation of foreign oil. Well, duh. Canadians would have to buy Canadian oil. Yeah. And that would create hundreds of thousands of jobs and really be good for our economy. Yeah. Um, but right now, he's importing something like $13 billion worth of oil from Saudi Arabia, his old Muslim buddies. And he's completely ignored and screwed over the Alberta oil patch. But that was all planned. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was. Uh, when Fort McMurray was on fire, oh. he rejected help to put it out. I from mean, Russia. We probably started it. Russia's like, hey, I'll send uh, tanker planes and we'll you know help you out. No, we're good. Everybody was offering his help. He said no because he wanted the place to burn, and it did burn for six weeks straight. Yeah. And, and even the NDP canceled those water bombers weeks before the fire. Yep. I mean, it's just like, damn. Yeah, I called them tanker planes, but you're right. They're water bombers. I I, I, I admit my error on that. The point is, is that he let Alberta burn. He did. Now, if I had been the prime minister, I would have phoned up the fire department and said, are you guys going to be able to handle this? If they said no, I would have had the army there the next day. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, you, you know what's... The army guys are, are some of the greatest people. They love helping Canadians, and they mm-hmm. would have been more than happy to come out there and help the firemen and, and, and get the job done. But Trudeau only cares about Quebec. Right now, we get this Corona uh, BS happening right now, mm. and the army's been called in. But guess where they're going? Where? Quebec. Oh, Quebec needs help, do they? Well, of course. I mean, we even send the army down there to shovel their snow. Well, maybe they wouldn't have the most cases of coronavirus if they actually vetted people in closed rocks and road. Just a thought. Well, that's what you get when when uh, your leaders are more going down. The borders are not closed. Yeah. And then, and then weeks later, when you do find to close the border, you still have illegals coming in. Yeah. So I blame the government for this. Well, I mean, you got they should have shut down the border pronto. You got David and Keenan from Rebel, who actually, full like total all balls, walk right up to the police and ask some questions. They know the police are lying. The police know they're lying, but they're being told to lie about what's going on. And it's like uh, David knew that the road wasn't shut. And then he had that reporter from America go up there and did a couple things there where he just walked right up and he could just walk right across the Canadian border. There's no fence. Nothing's shut. You know, and I'm just, I just, oh, I want to cry sometimes. It just, Well, again, do you blame Prime Minister Zoolander or do you blame the Canadian people for allowing this to happen? Prime Minister Zoolander. Yeah. And the people who voted him in. Well, in my opinion, if people were really so serious about saving this country, then, you know, a couple hundred thousand people should go down to Parliament and storm the building and refuse to leave Yeah. until the entire Liberal Party resigns. Well, think about it. If even, if even 10,000 people stormed the Ottawa Parliament, drug, now this is hypothetical, drug the Liberals out and made an example out of them, what could the police do? Nothing. 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 They, yep. couldn't even, they could barely stop one guy with a rifle. So imagine if even just 5,000 people stormed Parliament and said, we're not leaving. We're yep. not leaving. We want black police to step down. Okay. And, uh, and we're lucky that we're not going to have all of them indicted for treason. 
I mean, the, in the Mill Woods guy in Parliament, that that uh, that uh, Sikh fella, that yeah. guy is on point, dude. That guy is hammering the liberals so badly. I uh, forget his name, but I mean, I, I'm impressed with his videos. That guy doesn't take any shit. Yeah, but it's easy to do when your when your uh, enemy is an idiot. That is you know, true. Like, that is true. That is true. Well, it's true. I mean, it, it's it's and and whatever is being said is what everybody knows is true, anyways. I mean, mm-hmm. so when you sit there and blame Trudeau for this and blame Trudeau for that, it's because it's true, and we all know it, yeah. and we all laugh because we know it's true. Yeah, but then Trudeau is going to send the RCMP after you, and they're going to investigate you, and the Canada Revenue Agency is well, going to investigate you. That's what uh, you know. Communists do, right? They that's go right. after criticism. They, they they try to shut down any criticism. That's why that's he's right. bought the media. That's why he's trying to control uh, Facebook and social media. And he really and he even said, "I really like the the Chinese system." Yeah. Well, that's scary. And he still got elected in in twenty fifteen because liberals are fools. Well, he's a communist, and his father was a communist. So what do you right. expect? That's right. You no, he, and, and he's trying, and he's he's trying to know, suck hole for that. Uh, but as long as the Liberal Party exists, they could replace some. They could replace Trudeau with somebody even worse. Well, I honestly think that this is gonna like. I mean, right now they're on top of the heap, right? And uh, I don't think that's gonna like. I, I say that, but uh, the way he's stacking the deck and importing his votes, yeah, I want to say the Liberal Party is done after this. But I mean, that's very broad speculation. You know what? I thought that the Liberal Party was after the Schwinnigan Strangler left, you know, John Kretchen. Oh, um, well, they had Paul Martin. Years, Paul um, Martin? He got the impeached or whatever, right? Well, whatever. No. Know, and, and what happened with this voter no confidence we're supposed to be having? Well, there it is. You know, like Trudeau, you know, I'm amazed. Like, he's already tried to sneak in, uh, you know, under a, a very innocuous bill, he tried to sneak in. The, I want to give my my finance man, uh, minister unlimited powers to tax the crap. Yeah, the yeah, and that got exposed. You know, yeah, because thank God somebody in the Conservative Party or somebody caught that. Yep. But that's what they do. Is that the next time you'll try to sneak in another bill saying, "Oh, we want to look after the poor," and people are like, "Oh, that sounds good." And then you read the fine print. He wants to important uh, bring in martial law, declare himself the, the leader for life, yeah. take away our guns. Any any dissent will be people will be shot in the street. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. For the for the for the public good, he's basically trying to Xi ping himself into dictator for life. I know. I'm just saying we have a communist piece of shit in the prime minister's seat. What do we do? Well, I told you what we what we need to do is um, right now I would I would put as much pressure on any liberal politician you can find any way you can and tell them that you want a vote of non confidence, you want Trudeau gone. And if they're not going to help out, that that person, that liberal you're talking to, they're going to pay for it in the next election. Yeah. They're going to get voted out. And then you got to start, you got to <laughs> go after these Marxists hard and shame them and ridicule them and make them look as ridiculous as they are. We need and to tear down the entire education system and rewrite it without the Marxist bullshit. Well, you have to, you know, because otherwise you're going to be dealing with the same garbage 10 years from now with another batch of morons, right? Yep. So yep. got to root this out and, and make it sound like uh, being a leftist is, is akin to being a pedophile kind of thing, right? Uh, you need to do that. Well, aren't all those pedophiles right leftists anyway? 
Well, I find it hilarious that uh, Kathleen Lynn, who was a lesbian, uh, brought in a guy to to design the, uh, the the sex ed curriculum for kids, only to find out later he was a convicted pedophile. I was like, gee, what a shock. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we even teaching sex to kids? in their Marxist brainwashing plan, uh, they were bringing in the, the drag queen story hour and all of I hate stuff. that. I hate that and, so much. And the kids were creeped out about it, and the parents started pulling their kids out of school because they didn't, they didn't want this brainwashing to be happening to their kids. Naturally, the NDP reacted by trying to bring in some bill to force them. Mm-hmm. Just like Kathleen Lynn brought in Bill 89 in Ontario to force kids into that, or the, or the government would take away your kids. Then we had the highest level of homeschooling in Alberta's history under the NDP. Uh, if I had... Actually, my... this, this was just regular people. This wasn't Christians. Yeah. This is just regular people saying, we don't want this indoctrination of our kids here. You know, in England, right? I do want to applaud the Muslim community because they actually stood up and pulled... They all pulled their kids out of school because yeah. of the LGBT brainwashing going on in the schools. And, and then when the school board pushed back, the Muslims pushed back and they dropped the LGBT agenda. Well, if you look at um, the, the whole LGBTQ fucking alphabet thing. There, the alphabet people. Yeah. It, there's a hierarchy of victimhood that they have in there. Oh, it's the Victim Olympics. Yeah. yeah. And the Muslims are above the gay people. Yeah, they are because they're a religious group. They're persecuted. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. They're given everything on a fucking silver platter, and we're the ones paying for it. But if you say whatever you want about um, about the um, the Muslims, but at least they have running water. Our natives in Canada don't. True. True. Um, anyways, the uh, it was good that they they stood up and and fought back to to defend uh, you know their values and their beliefs. And why is it that that was okay, but if everybody else does it, hey, you're being xenophobic, you're yeah. being anti-Islam. Yeah. Because they're a special class of people in Islam. They are above everybody, and the laws have been changed bit by bit, step by step, to make them an untouchable class of people. That's just the way it is all over the Western world. And do you want a society where anybody is above you? I don't. I think everybody should be treated the same. That would be great. Well, we we better do it that way because if we don't, then you're going to have animosity. And a good example is is how Quebec, Quebec gets treated in this country. It gets picked on. Um, it's not the fault of the Quebec people. It's the Quebec government that's the issue. Yeah, but the Quebec people are still enjoying all those nice little benefits that that money provides. Well, but they're also enjoying the, 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 quote, benefit of being ostracized by the rest of the nation, right? Well, yeah, no, when I was going to battle school in uh, there, those, those uh, people in Montreal were fucking ignorant to me when they found out I spoke English. So, yeah, bullshit to that. Well, I'm just saying, you know, um, the fact is, is that if you have any group or any province that gets preferential treatment, it's going to be it's going to be hated by the rest of the country. So you've got to treat everybody equally and fairly. 
And mm. the way that our, our country is, it's it's so corrupt because how many French Canadian lawyers have we had that were prime minister? Just about all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and why is it that Quebec gets $30 billion in bride money, <coughs> sorry, transfer payments? Oh, uh, the equalization um, payments, my bad. You know, then when a, when a place is actually poor, like let's say Newfoundland, they don't get a dime. I mean, True. That's not right. So obviously there's something going on. Yeah. Um, Basically, the equalization payments, wasn't that from the 60s? It was really old, and uh, I think it's been about 40 years. We need to uh, update that a little bit with the current economic structure. As I recall, it was brought in around the mid-50s. Wow, even older than uh, I thought. Yeah, they've gotten... And then the thing is, yeah, you're right. Some of them are ignorant about it. It's like, oh, we got the cheapest, you know, university in the in the and country. the daycare is yeah. free, and this is free. Well, it's yeah. not free, fuckers. And then I feel bad for for you know Albertans, for example. Some of these people are paying like a thousand dollars a month for a daycare. I know, I know, it's ridiculous. Well, I'm like, oh my god, how do they afford it? I mean, I don't have any kids. I don't know. But I mean, the whole point of a second job is just to pay for the daycare. Well, why don't you just stay home? Wait, well, raise raise your said. kids. You know, th- this is why the government needs to support the traditional family. Yes. Reduce taxes and give them a break so that, that the mother can stay home and look after these kids. So. I agree. I mean, seriously, like, oh, as a kid, I had my mom there a lot, and I appreciate that. A lot of people didn't have that. Uh, but then when I became thir- turned 13, almost on my birthday, she dropped me like a rock. And she was le- a lot less, a lot more distant. So I'm thinking, like, I was very lucky to have my mother there. I'm, when I think of my childhood, I think of Mr. Dress Up, uh, you know, Sesame Street, Sunny Days, Green Grass, and my mom. Yeah. I had a good childhood, but not everyone has that. And these kids that are being raised in daycares, what they're learning from that is that if I scream and make a scene, I'm going to get what I want. Because when you're scrambling for the attention of one woman who's looking after 30 kids – you got to be the biggest pain in the ass in the room to get attention. Wow. And then they grow up and they're, they're screaming their heads off in universities acting like psychos. And that's why the, uh, the universities need to stop capitulating to these, to these people. 100%. Because it's only going to get out of hand. And it has gotten out of hand. Mm-hmm. At Evergreen College, for example, in the States, the, um, the, the college kids that were non-white mm-hmm. were saying that they wanted a day where all the white students stay home. Well, a lot of the professors that work there are white, and they can't miss work, so they'd show up at work anyways. And next thing you know, they're being chased around the classroom or down the hallway by a mob of people with baseball bats threatening uh, you know, to harm them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, this is, this is where this goes to. This is where it's come, it's come down to this. Yeah. And now, the, if you look into uh, Evergreen and a lot of other colleges, the enrollment is really, really down. They're actually going to shut down some of the colleges because without the students, they don't have the funding. Without the funding, there's no, there's no college. And the students are not going to these colleges because they don't want a useless Marxist education in women's studies. Or <laughs> or I mean, it's better at this point to go to a trade school. You're going to be much better off. Trade school is always better anyways. Yeah, it you know, is. A lot of these kids, they they go spend $100,000 to get a $40,000 a year job. <laughs> I know, it's silly. Oh, um, man. 
But even even here, the um, the premier has set aside five million dollars to help the trades. Well, even that's not going to help though, because our apprenticeship system is completely screwed up. Yeah. So these, you know, he'll he'll give some money to some of the high schools. Young people will come in. For example, you know, I'm a welder and. Um, uh, I have, I've gone through the apprenticeship system, and it's completely—it's it's designed to prevent people from getting up there. And so these young people will will learn how to weld, and like, oh, this is really great! I want to keep going. And then as soon as they start dealing with the apprenticeship board, then that's where it all stops. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we have a shortage of welders, you know, or, or tradespeople in general. And if everyone wants to work in an office, well, who's going to weld up the steel? Who's going to who's going to be the plumber? Who's going to fix your car. I mean, you need these trades people. They are important. Can you hold on a second? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, you're right. I mean, there has to be, like, those are the, those are the jobs that actually keep everything running. You know, that, that, how do I explain it? In a small society, a small town, you don't have office towers, right? You have mechanics, you have farmers, you have butchers, you have, you know, the guy that runs the store, you know, I think, think Little House in the Prairie, right? There was people that run the country exactly without them the country grinds to a halt there is no country exactly if you look at for example the rich you know there's only like one percent that are rich and mm. then if you look at the the other people that are making you know 500 grand a year whatever that's a sliver um <laughs> the vast majority of what like we're talking 95 percent of the people that make canada what it is that keeps it running they are the mechanics, the the janitors, the firemen, the grocery guys, or whatever, right? Like those mm-hmm. are the people. Yeah. And so it makes sense that you should make their life easier, help them out, give them tax relief. But the way that Agenda 30 is in the left is, so what they're trying mm-hmm. to do is destroy the middle class. Yeah. And that's why they're attacking the family. That's why they're taxing the living crap out of these people. Because they, they only want the rich and the poor. And if everybody's poor, they're a lot easier to control. That's right. And then we're going to be dependent upon the rich for our food. We're going to be dependent on them for everything. Well, a good example. Um, you know, the, the the government of California has been cracking down on people who, uh, and, and I, some other states who harvest, they collect their own rainwater, they grow a garden, they, they're becoming self-sufficient and independent. They don't want that. Nope. Because if enough people did that, then the state would lose a lot of tax money, right? So I think even in Alberta, we have uh, the Homesteaders Law, if I remember this right. I think this, this came out a while ago. But basically, it would be like, what if you decided to drive up north, build a log cabin, um, grow your own food, have a solar panel for power, get off the grid, just live off the land, and, and be independent? The government would hate you. They would arrest you. They want you to be a slave. They want your tax dollars. And they can't control you if you're doing that, right? Well, the thing is, they'll they'll arrest you and make an example out of you so other people don't get the same idea. Well, then why don't the people rise up and say, no, we don't want this BS. There's more of us than there is the government. Because what they do is they send their bully boys, the police, to do a five-on-one attack. You know, it's not like they're, they're in equal numbers. I mean, they always gang up on you. The police are a federally funded bully thug gang. Well, what is, what is a police officer? It, it's a policy official. They're there True. to enforce the, the, the laws of the state. They're there to protect the state. Everybody here is, everyone 
everyone has this misconception that they're there to help the people. That's a load of crap. Oh, hundred percent load of crap. That's a load of crap. They're there to enforce the law. They hold and us in contempt. Helping you out once in a while is going to make them look better. And, and of course, they, they only care about their image. You know, yeah, they're going to do that. But um, for example, uh, you know, I was a, I was an armed guard uh, for a, a company, and um, you know. They, they told us that if something happens, just call the number and the cops will be there like the roadrunner. And that's true. So it's like when other people call the police because somebody's trying to break into their house, the cops might show up three hours later. But if I'm on the job and I feel that I'm threatened and the money's at stake, I just make one call and those cops are there in 30 seconds. So it's like they're saying that that money is more important than the people. Mm -hmm. And we actually see that in relation to our schools. And what do I mean by that? Look at the states. The, 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 you know, it's been brought up that why don't we have the police or armed security or even veterans who could come down to the schools with the rifle and protect the children from any, anybody that might come in and harm them. Um, and of course, the school said no, and all the lefties said no. And yet, we have armed guards to protect our money, but we won't have armed guards to protect our children. Right. And all the leftist politicians that say no to us protecting ourselves with a, with a gun all have armed guards. Of course they do. Yeah. Again, one of the biggest hypocrites is like Rosie, o Rosie O'Donnell, right? You know, those, those, those types of um, celebrities that are anti-gun... They have guns themselves, or they That's have true. armed guards. Like Alyssa themselves. Milano, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. you know, and of course, the left, and this is another example of hypocrisy, the left is anti-gun, but yet when you watch Hollywood movies, there's guns in everything. Dude, there's guns in Mr. Mom. I mean... You know, like, I look at one of the biggest hypocrites, which would be Sylvester Stallone, uh, anti-gun, and during the Vietnam War, he ran off to, I think it was Switzerland, to go be a phys ed instructor to avoid the draft, and that's where he ran into uh, Bill Clinton, as I recall. Um, anyways, and then of course, how does he make his fortune? You know, like Rambo. Rambo and, two, and, Rambo first blood. Tango and cash. I mean, the, the gun has made him, you know, the, the rich man that he is. Right. And he's anti-gun. I, I, I find it uh, amazing, but you know, it's the left. What else is new, right? Yeah. No. Well, I there was something else I wanted to talk on. Um, back to the native sure. thing. Sure. So I have a family up north, and you know I have Aboriginal family. But why don't you talk more about what's going on with the natives? Because I know that you are Aboriginal, right? Yeah, I'm Métis. Yeah, um, you're you're more Métis than me. I think I'm a sixteenth, but okay, you're half. So that scares the crap out of the government, mm. okay? Um, and, you know, on, on so many levels. For example, um, there's uh, another group out there called the Memphis Canada, and they talk about how um, that the existing government that we have is not a legitimate government, that they, uh, they, they took, like, apparently when Queen Victoria died back in, like, 1931, the governmental powers that, that the government had back then died with her. So we have an illegitimate government. And uh, this has been talked about over the years with them and Freedom on the Land and other groups. But the point is, is that we don't have a really, like the Canadian government doesn't have really legal justification for what it does. 
And a lot of these treaties and stuff were signed before Canada even existed. So this is why they don't want to go to courts because on the occasions where the Canadian government has gone to courts uh, on these native claims, the natives are winning. And so this is why if I was, if I was one of the chiefs, um, I would uh, tell the Canadian government that, you know what, uh, you can shove your money. We don't want your money. We're just going to just take the whole country back. And then what's the Canadian government going to do then? Yeah. Because the only argument that the Canadian government has, or a lot of the racist white people saying, well, we give those Indians some friggin' money, so they should kiss their ass. And and I'd be like, "Uh, no, I don't want your money. Just shove your money. And so what we're going to do is you can have your money. We'll take the land back. Have a nice day. What are they going to do then? They can't go back to England because you better you better brush up on Arabic because the country is not even English anymore over there, sadly. Yeah. Um, it, it puts them in an impossible position, doesn't it, right? So they don't want to talk about it. And if you look at Canada's history, there's only one group that's picked up a rifle and fought back against the Canadian government, and that's the Native, the Native Americans, you know, the Natives. So whether it's Oka, Caledonia, Gustafson Lake, it doesn't, all of them. The Canadian government's been unfairly treating these people and screwing them over, and of course, they eventually fight back. Mm-hmm. So they're scared, you know, to, to really open this up and talk about it. And then just recently, the Minister of Aboriginal Affairs, there, Carolyn Bennett, went to talk to some of the natives at their Wet'suwet'en thing in B.C., and uh, she even said herself, she said, it's hard for me to to negotiate in good faith with these people because they think that everything I say is bullshit and it's a lie. Well, they've been lied to for over 150 years. You True. think they're going to believe what you have to say now? Right. <laughs> so, True. I mean, and then you got the residential schools. That That's kind of a black eye. Well, it's not just the residential schools. I mean, uh, Kevin Annette also talked about, uh, and he's a former minister, and he talked about, you know, how the church also had issues uh, that they had mistreated the natives. And so you have a lot of... um, Animosity? uh, Yeah, and distrust of the Canadian government, not the Canadian people. Like the mm. native people aren't going to be mad at you. You haven't done anything to them, but their beef is with the Canadian government. And the Canadian government is incredibly arrogant. And, and what goes around comes around, because after they're done screwing over the natives, do you think that they're not going to screw over Canadians? <laughs> There's already screwing over Canadians. We did. Now, <laughs> I'll tell you a short story. Um, I think his name is Bill McKay. I've got to check on this. I can't remember. There's an old guy, he's 85 years old, and he owns the farmland that surrounds CFB Trenton. This is in the news here about two years ago, as I recall. Um, the, the military comes over there, and they said, uh, we want to expand CFB Trenton, so we'd like to buy your farmland. And the guy said, no, it's not for sale. And they said, well, we'll give you above market value. And he said, no, it's not for sale. Uh, and then the army didn't know what to do. So he went in the back, he came out, and he had a deed. And this deed was signed in like 1730-something or whatever. Um, and it, that farm had been in his, in, in his family's lineage for generations, right? Wow. And it was signed by like the Duke of Wellington or some bloody thing. So this deed predated Canada. Oh, so he wow. said, I own this land forever. I'm 85 years old. I'm not going anywhere. 
and this is going to get passed on to my grandson and blah, blah, blah. It's our land forever. And the Canadian government contacted him and said, yep, we're taking your land. And he was in shock. And I was sitting there going, gee, what a surprise, eh? If you think that the government won't take your land, you bet your ass they will. They just claim eminent domain. Well, when, when you when you slam five hundred grand to buy a house and you think you own it, you don't. Yeah, just you're, try you're just, just stop paying your property tax. See what happens. Yeah, and so I think that system needs to change. Hundred percent. And if the Patriots of Canada ever became a political party and we got in there, the minute you buy that land, that's your land. That's it. You own it, man. It's it's done. No mm. one can ever take it from you. You know mm. what I mean? That'd be great. You know that's the way it should be. And no, they shouldn't have the right to, to, to tax the crap out of you to pay for government garbage that they don't even need. You know, like when the government says, we need more money, we need more money. I'm like, why do you need so much money? We only have the population, the same, same size population as California. Why do you constantly need more and more money? Because yeah. the bureaucracy is always getting bigger and bigger. Right? Because that's what liberals want. They want the government to be so, to be, you know, so big with its tentacles in, in, in every part of your life. I don't want that. No. I want the government to be as small as possible and as irrelevant to me as I can, right? I, I want them to be such a small part of my life that I barely think about them. Yes, exactly. The government should only be doing the things that the people cannot do for themselves, sure. such as defense, foreign relations, medical, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Import my mangoes. Hey, we're going to have a drag party here, and, and your kids have to come and we're forcing them or something, right? They shouldn't be able to force anything on me. Yeah. If anything, the government has forgotten that it works for the people. You, you know, know, not the other way around. You know what sucks, though? The government's gotten far too arrogant. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Too it's bitches, so. They don't fear the people anymore. And they should. They should. But they now what they're doing is they're trying to create the the environment where they're going to permanently control the people now they want to control your free speech they want to take away your guns so you can never revolt they want to do all these things to enshrine themselves that they can never be you know toppled and 5g mistake 5g that's actually uh used for crowd control well 5g is also tied into the chinese surveillance system it is and i mean and then, and yeah, Trudeau gave them full access to our telecommunications industry. Huawei, they have full access to our communications industry. Uh, Telus is adopting the uh, the five G from Huawei, uh, but five G is actually very detrimental to the human body, and they know this. They had uh, the five G installed in Wuhan in March last year, and then by October, people are dropping in the streets. You know, people are acting crazy. People are having flu-like symptoms, which 5G does, because the rays go through your body and they're harmful. Your body thinks it's fighting off an infection. You get fluid in your lungs. There's, wow, there, oh, yeah, there's doctors uh, just all around the world and scientists saying, dude, 5G is dangerous. If you do this, this is a crime against humanity. You're basically putting human beings in a giant microwave oven and you're cooking them. Well, Trudeau, Trudeau uh, sold us out to the Chinese a long time ago. Yeah. Um, this is no surprise. Well, they're using um, this lockdown uh, to put up 5G towers everywhere all around the world. Well, I hear that he has a uh, an ankle bracelet. He does. One of those police ankle bracelets? He does. I'm talking about the agenda, the globalist agenda. Like, oh, okay. Well, but yeah, no, he, he's got an ankle bracelet. His wife took the kids and left, and he's home alone, looking all sad. 
Oh, well, then you know what? Do us all a favor and resign and go back to being a part-time drama teacher and everybody will be happy then. Or just do us a favor and act like your dad's and fucking die. <laughs> well, anyways, you know, yeah, he sold us out, but what else is new? And, um, you know, what's going to happen now is Canada's intelligence uh, uh, system is going to be ostracized by the rest because we're part of the five eyes. So, the Americans and the Aussies and the Brits and everybody else are going to be like, you know what, Canada, we'd love to share classified information with you, but we can't because you're just going to hand it over to the Chinese and you yep. know, we're going to be left out of the cold. Oh, or, or the jihadis, because basically one of the things that Trump talked about is that he's worried because Canada is becoming a jihadi hotspot. Gee, I wonder why he thinks that. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe it's because Trudeau lets fucking ISIS come back home without mm -hmm. repercussion. Like, literally, yeah. people could just cross the border and do terrorism. Trump's going to put a wall across the northern border, too. Yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't blame Trump if he did. I wouldn't either. I'm Trump. just saying, this is all because of Trudeau and his policies. Trump is just doing what what he thinks is good for America. And if you look at his track record, he's done a lot of good for America. Preaching to the so, choir, buddy. You know, good for him. Yeah. You know, I don't blame him. Um, I am a Canadian Trump supporter. Well, there's, there's millions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, um, look at who we have as leader. I mean, it's not hard to look south and be like, oh, I wish he was ours. But I mean, like, I look at it from, from a, an objective point of view. I don't like or dislike Trump. I'm just looking at what he's doing. And the fact is that the guy does, he's done 99% good mm -hmm. over anything bad that he's done. Um, so this is why his approval ratings are the high. They're higher now than what they were when he got elected. They're like 60% or something. Yeah. So good for him. And that's you know, and that's polls, so you know that they're already skewed negatively towards him. So he's probably closer to seventy percent. I wouldn't be surprised. I find it hilarious that the left has had nothing but a slander <laughs> campaign against this guy from day one. The media is always bashing him, and he still gets high ratings. Like, yeah, for him. Yeah, for him. No, he's he's killing it. Uh, then you know about this QAnon thing going on, right? This what? QAnon. Um, I. I can't make it out from the phone. You're uh, saying it again? QAnon. QAnon. You know Q? Yeah. Okay. So for for a long time, Q has been this anonymous poster. Uh, it's a movement, actually. And it keeps saying the storm is coming. The storm is coming. Well, all of a sudden now, Ellen is at home on house arrest. Trudeau's at home on house arrest. No one knows where John or Tony Podesta are. Uh, certain people that are all connected to the liberals are disappearing. Trump enacted the Emergencies Act, which allows you to hold people without bail indefinitely. Uh, and they've already rescued thousands of children from sex pedophile rings. Uh, Epstein Island has been, they've investigated Epstein Island. They found so much shit. They got Anthony Weiner's laptop showing Huma Abedin and Hillary Clinton murdering that little girl. Uh, like there's so much going on. The storm is here, man. It's a cleansing. Trump is using the globalists try to use this whole thing as an agenda for their thing, but Trump is using it to drain the swamp. Good for him. Man. Yep. Yep. You know what? People, you know, the left can say whatever it wants about Trump, but I, you know what I can I can see here is that after he wins the next election, a landslide. You know, yeah, by a landslide. Uh, and then we look at the history of America. I think Trump's going to go down as a hero. Like, they're going to sit there and say, 
hey man, we had some of the worst times in our in our history, mm-hmm. and God, Trump was there to to fight against globalism and to help out in the Corona thing and and all those other stuff. And then when he drained the swamp and got rid of all that scum out of Washington, yeah. Stuff like that, no, I love Reagan, but I think Trump's going to end up looking pretty damn good at the end of it. They were thinking, they, like, the left likes to say that they think they got Pee Wee Herman or Jimmy Carter again. But no, nah, you guys got fucking John Wayne. You got the Duke <laughs> in there. You got the Duke as president right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is you can tell that, that Trump's doing a good job is because you know, the economy was doing fantastic right up until Corona happened. Yeah. And that's not his fault when nope. this bioweapon was released, in my my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Trump did a lot of good for America, and, and America benefited from it. And, mm-hmm. good, you know, good for them. Like, you know, he's just doing what a good leader should do. Yeah. And well, like, um, well, look at it. What happened in December? He shut down uh, the border to people coming from China. Uh, in January, he starts the Corona Task Force. What was Nancy Pelosi doing in, in January? Handing out impeachment pens. Or she was down in Chinatown saying, everybody should come down. Here <laughs> yeah, right come have some China, Chinatown food. You know, it's like, but then you got the Chinese guy saying, Trump, don't listen to China. China asshole. Right? <laughs> you didn't see, did you see that video? No. In the Hong Kong protest, this Chinese dude was holding up a flag, Trump flag, I think, or an American flag. It was a Trump flag. And he says, Trump, don't listen to China. China, asshole. And I'm like, that's the people telling you a clear message. Don't trust the Chinese government. Hey, man, a couple months ago, the people of uh, Hong Kong were singing um, uh, God Bless America. Yeah, they were. And they American were. flags and everything else. Yeah. You know, and, and you see why. Because America is the last beacon of true freedom right. in the entire planet. And I, I think it's sad, you know, that, you know, Canada has the potential to be as good as, as America or better mm. if we didn't have these communist Marxist traitors ruining this country. Right. So it's like wherever you go in the world, when you talk to people about freedom and what, what is the symbol of that, don't bring up something like an American flag because yeah. everybody sees America as as the beacon of freedom. I was in uh, Philadelphia uh, about, uh, oh hell, about 10 years ago, I guess it was, and um, I saw the Liberty Bell. And this thing's huge. It's like 10 feet in diameter. It weighs like two tons. It's, it's, it's monstrous. Really? And there was, um, there was nobody around. There was a black security guy in the corner. And I walked up and I looked at it. First of all, I was in awe. I didn't think the Liberty Bell was that big. I thought it was only like maybe two feet or something, right? But no, this thing was huge. It doesn't look that big when you see it in the picture. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing and I was fascinated with it. And then I put my hand on it. And then after about a 30 seconds or so, I started to get choked up. And I, and I just about had tears running down my face. And the, the, the security guard walks up to me and he, he says, hey, are, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? And I looked at him and I said, do you know what this bell represents? Do you know what this means? I said, I come from a country where we have the illusion of freedom. We don't have real freedom. If you want to do something, there's usually some law, some regulation that you can't do it. Somebody says you can't. I need a permit for everything. We're not really free in Canada. And so to look at this bell and think about what it represents, true freedom, I was choked up. 
And I said, man, it's, it's all about freedom. And I said, you of all people should understand that, being a black man, you know? Mm. And I was like, wow. And it just it just occurred to me that how Americans really take take their freedom for granted yeah. and the things that they have, right? And I was like, oh, I was choked up. And I went and got one of those, um, uh, at the tourist shop, you get these uh, Declaration of Independence Bill of Rights. It's on old parchment paper or whatever. I got that from InfoWars, actually. Yeah, I got I got them downstairs on my wall. But man, I've been to the States a million times. I've been to the Statue of Liberty, I've been to the, the like I said, the Liberty Bell. I mean I've seen all these these national treasures. I've even seen the actual uh LEM, the Lunar Excursion Module and the spacesuits over at the Smithsonian mm-hmm. and all of this American culture and I thought, man, you know, Canada could easily be the greatest nation in the world if we didn't have this this boat anchor of Marxism dragging this country down with a socialist crap. True, you know, true. If we had had these pipelines, if we promoted capitalism, we could be making money hand over fist. You know, if we had a had somebody, uh, even if, if Harper had still been prime minister at the same time Trump was the president, this country would be doing fantastic. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the team up that would be? Because the globalists wanted Trudeau and Clinton to be their evil puppets. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was Harper and Trump? Oh my gosh. You know, we'd be farting through silk. Dude, know? it'd be fantastic. You know, we went, you know, we went from a guy who's got a degree in economics and left us with a $2 billion <laughs> surplus to yeah. the new lander who thinks our national debt will take care of itself. Oh yeah, the budget balances itself and if you kill yeah. your enemies, they win. Yeah, and then we wonder why this country <laughs> oh, People kind. People kind. <laughs> oh my god. God help us take this fool away. Another thing too is that Trudeau praises the Chinese and he went to China to do a trade deal. And he showed up, the president didn't even meet him. They no. sent his command to go meet him. <laughs> he's there for a couple of days, and then Trudeau comes home empty-handed. About a week later, Trump flies <laughs> down to China. Yeah. Wow, the Xi Jinping was right there uh, shaking his head. You know, you know your leader's a doofus when that happens, man. That's a winner. And, and and here's another thing too. He goes, uh, Trudeau goes to the Philippines, tries to scold Duterte on being how to treat people, and Duterte told him to f off. And yeah. then, and but Trump can go into North Korea, shake hands with Kim Jong Un, and make make a peace thing where they actually cross for the first time in a North and South border. Like Trump is the man. Yes. Trump is the man. Uh, and there's Iran. He made Iran back. Obama gives them 150 billion dollars. Trump makes them, takes it back, and they just, what are they going to do? I personally found it disgusting when Trudeau met with uh, with that Iranian government official about a week after 63 Canadians were killed on, yeah. that, on that airplane. Yeah, and he doesn't blame Iran. Oh, of course not. Yeah, it, you know. Um, we don't know, We don't have the a... The way that that happened, I knew right away that that plane was shot down with a missile. Oh, 100%. 
You saw the video. It, it was a direct right to it. It was hit by two missiles. But I'm just... So, and of course, you know, these these people are murdered. Yeah. And it was murder. It was murder. And then the next thing you know, you see Trudeau there with a big stupid grin, shaking the guy's hand all happy. He just killed 63 Canadians. And you're sitting there smiling and joking? Like, oh. Well, like, remember, like, uh, the, I, I brought this up with my former guest from episode three. Trudeau was on vacation. A 13 year old uh, Asian girl in Vancouver was raped and killed by uh, a refugee, a Muslim migrant. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau was still, yeah. sur- he was surfing, but a, a girl, a 13 year old girl says her hijab was ripped off within 30 minutes. Trudeau's having a press conference, slamming Canadians for racism and saying, this is not who we are. Oh, oh no, but we're, we're people who rape 13 year old Asian girls. That's okay though. Cause you didn't say shit about that. No, well, Trudeau painted himself into a corner because about, I think it was in 2015, uh, or not 2015, uh, 2017 maybe, he put out a, an actual tweet or something where he said that if He'll, any of yeah. these yeah. Um, Syrian refugees committing serious crimes, I will be held personally responsible. And he hasn't accepted yeah. any responsibility for nothing. Yeah, and of course, after that happened, he said he shut the hell up on it, eh? Oh, uh, well, you know, Mr. And Silver... Mr. Silver, I really wish you luck in your uh, political endeavors. I hope your party becomes a huge success. Uh, I do have to go. We've been at this for about two hours, so I want to thank you for your time. Sure. I'm actually going to make this two episodes because uh, this is a, this is a long one. If you want me back for another one, just let me know. Dude, always. I was always one of the good guests. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless, Mr. Silver. All right. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. See you later. Well, there you go, folks, the two-parter with Mr. Silver. It was actually one really long one, but I cut it down into two segments. So let me know, guys, what you think. You know, I'm going to share this on my Facebook. I'm going to put it in my bit shoot. Feel free to drop a comment. Let me know what you think. If you don't like the cow in the beginning, <laughs> whatever, any, any criticisms, let me know. All right, have a good day, guys.